In this episode, I want to talk about fear and how the enemy can rob us from what God wants to do redemptively in our trying to conceive journeys because we're afraid to try to conceive again or to try, period. So let's dive into this. We're going to go over three things. What is that fear? Let's identify that tool that the enemy uses against us so that we can have words to it, the emotions that we're feeling, how to find freedom from that fear, number two, and then number three, living in our new identity as followers of Jesus. So let's dive in. Hey friends, welcome to the Waiting Well podcast. I am your host, Courtney Dunker, and you are here because your journey to motherhood has not looked the way that you always imagined. It has held heartbreak, loneliness, and questions like, why me, God? I'm here to remind you that you do not have to walk this road alone. And here we can wait well together. Each week, I will share faith-based encouragement from my own infertility journey, provide information from guest experts on navigating infertility and conceiving, powerful testimonies, and top tips on stewarding your health and emotional well-being through this demanding journey. So if you are ready to take back control of your life, find peace with God, join the in-between spaces, and thrive in your waiting season, then meet me at the well, girl. Grab that warm chocolate chip cookie, a little bit of unicorn juice or iced coffee. We've got some intentional growth to do. Let's get it. So before I dive into what fear is, I want to share a little story with you that I think has brought so much peace into my own life with fear that I have been trying to navigate myself. And one of the questions that I've seen come up in conversation amongst women who are trying to conceive is, this fear, this presence of emotion around trying again, because the disappointment, the pain and the heartache that comes from trying before, or maybe it's after miscarriage and you have this traumatic experience with miscarriage, or maybe it's just so long of having a no or a negative pregnancy test that you're just, you're just tired of trying, honestly. And you're asking yourself, Do we want to try again? And you just feel this presence of an emotion like fear that is sitting, you know, in the quietness of your heart and kind of dictating a lot of your decision making because you honestly haven't faced that fear head on. And I know this because I feel like I have experienced that recently. So I want to share a little testimony with fear. And then we'll dive into like putting words to what fear is and and the rest of the episode. So a couple of weeks ago, Josh and I sat down after we put Highland to bed and we're obviously pregnant with baby number two that we conceived naturally. I did an episode on that and I did home birth with Highland and it was incredible. Like everything about it was so, so amazing, except for the fact that I labored for like five days. I'm not kidding you active labor for like five days. And as a result, I ended up hemorrhaging very bad after Highland to the point where I passed out. Like they called the ambulance. Like it was just this whole nine yards that Josh went from like the highest moment of his life, meeting his daughter, holding her in his hands to like picking me up lifeless out of the tub and worried that I was gone. Essentially, that's how much blood I had lost. So it was very scary for both of us. And looking ahead at planning for the labor and delivery of baby number two, most would assume we should go to the hospital. (laughs) 
However, we love our midwife. She did save my life. She knew exactly how to step in. She was able to bring me back to before the ambulance ever like actually got back around. Like it was just such a miracle how I ended up kind of surviving that. But looking at labor and delivery number two, I knew in my heart that I wanted to do home birth again because I loved laboring in the water. And here on Maui, there's so many restrictions and limitations. Like we don't have hospitals that have any kind of water options. We don't have hospitals that are attached to like a, you know, home birth place. Like there's just, op- you either do it at home or you do it in the hospital. And I just had no peace about the hospital other than my decision to go there would be based out of fear, fear of what if the same thing happened again and I didn't get the same results or quote unquote, I didn't get as lucky and I actually died. And that was like a huge fear that just kind of kept rumbling in my heart. And I I felt like I couldn't fully step into labor and delivery at home until I wrestled and dealt with that fear. But I didn't know how to do that because I was looking down the pipeline, like here I am 30 plus weeks pregnant, like this baby is coming whether I want it to or not in the sense of dealing with my fear. And I just felt so at a loss of how to deal with that fear from a spiritual perspective, because I genuinely knew in my heart of hearts that this was spiritual more than it was the physical aspect. And I didn't want to make a decision out of fear because I don't believe that God speaks to us through fear. I believe he speaks through discernment and wisdom, but fear is not one of those emotions that he uses to get us to do something. And so I realized in conversation with Josh, we kept having conversation around it because I couldn't really put my foot on like what was causing me to be afraid. A lot of friends were like, well, maybe just going to the hospital will eliminate that. And I was like, it doesn't though. Like, I feel like there's something there, something in my heart that like I need to get deeper to. And I realized the fear was coming from the guilt that a decision that I made would impact everybody. So like if I chose to do home birth, And then the same thing happened again, and I passed away from it. I now leave two daughters without a mom and a husband as a widow, right? That was, I eventually got to a point where I was able to put words to exactly where that fear was coming from and what it was rooted in and where it was being associated to, because it wasn't the home birth. It wasn't the the hemorrhaging. Like, I trust my midwife with my life. Like, I just felt like, it was something different and and realizing that it was the guilt, the guilt of decision that I made that would change and alter the life of the people I love the most. That was where my fear was coming from. And the reason that I wanted to bring that up, obviously it's not TTC related specifically, but it it's related in the testimony of fear. And as soon as I was able to put words to what exactly I was afraid of and be able to communicate for myself why I had that fear and and communicate it to Josh, who we were making this decision together, I was able to like find freedom. The Holy Spirit was able to like truly free my heart from the fear of both death, because that was ultimately what I was afraid of, right? It was like I was afraid of dying this time. <laughs> and rightfully so, right? I'm not naive to that, but I feel like the Lord just really showed me like, Courtney, you are trying to control the fear, right? Like you're afraid of death. You're afraid of something happening and not being there for your, for your daughters, for your husband. 
and you're trying to control the output, you're trying to control the circumstances by surrendering and living in this place of fear and allowing that emotion to actually stay in your heart instead of face it head on and and deal with it and heal from it and allow my freedom and peace to touch those parts of your heart. That's why I wanted to share that testimony with you because I know that it is very similar to that fear that you might feel if you're listening to this, you might feel this fear of if I try again, I could be disappointed again. If I try again, I could lose another baby. If I try again, it could break me. And there's all these ways that we could answer and finish that sentence of, if I try again. And when we answer that sentence, if we are currently keeping ourselves back from what God could possibly do, the opposite, like the reality of my home birth situation, I could have the opposite experience. I could have such a redemptive home birth where I labor in the water for like a couple of hours I don't hemorrhage and Highland gets to meet her baby. It could be literally a dream birth. But the fear of what has happened in the past is robbing me of opening my heart to having faith of what God can do in my future. And so you're sitting here and you're asking yourself, can we actually try again? I don't know if I can try again. I'm afraid to try again. I'm afraid to do another round of IVF. I'm afraid to do a round of IUI. I'm afraid to say that I'm trying, I'm afraid to have another miscarriage, right? And so we're, we're controlled by this fear. And so here's how we are going to help you work through that so that you can step into the future that God has for you and release the past, the history, the trauma that comes from trying to conceive that has been written into your story. We can't do anything about the past. We can't change the way your story has gone so far. If you've had one or several miscarriages. We can't change that. We can't change the fact that you haven't gotten pregnant yet if you were like me in my story of like six years of trying and nothing. But we can change our future and how we approach our future. And we can choose to live in faith of what God is capable of doing. So let's walk through that. Number one, we have to identify fear and put words to it. So This is one of the best quotes that I found. Fear is a tool that the devil uses against us to make us miserable and destroy our lives. It's a tool. The fear that you feel is a tool the devil is using against you. It begins as a thought, then it creates emotions that can rule you. It can often become a strong, intense feeling that tries to move you to make a foolish choice or tries to prevent you from doing something that would be good for you i.e. becoming parents, right? Like maybe there is the solution out there. There is that next step for trying to conceive with your journey, but it's withholding good from you or it's withholding the miracle story that God's about to write in your life because it's such a common way that Satan attacks people's lives. And I think of it as the master spirit he uses to manipulate people and keep them out of God's will. But just to put it simply, fear is the opposite of faith. We, We do know that. And God wants us to walk by faith. We see that in scripture. But Satan wants us to walk by fear. So when we learn to live by faith and not let fear rule our life, we can live a fulfilling, satisfying, peaceful, and joyful life, no matter what our circumstances are. So fear begins with a thought. Proverbs 23, 7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Where our mind goes, we follow. So this is 
honestly why I created my Thriving Through Trying to Conceive and Having Hope Masterclass that's linked in the show notes because it's the tactical tools of shifting your thoughts, being able to go to the point of identifying when a thought that's not going to serve you according to scripture comes into your mind and being able to make that shift and change the emotional output that you're getting from your thought life because you're really fighting the battle on the front side of your thoughts. So if you have not done that masterclass yet, I highly recommend it. It is going to be the catalyst to changing your thought life, which is going to change your emotions. We can see that here in scripture, Proverbs 23, 7. Again, it starts with a thought and then that's what you become. So when you think of your fear of whatever it might be, however you end up finishing that sentence, I'm afraid to try again because of X, Y, and Z, however you finish that. Going to the root of that thought and thinking about the emotion around that thought and asking yourself, is this thought stopping me? And am I living out of what this thought is? Is this thought the foundation of my decision making right now? Or is faith the root and foundation of my decision making right now? If that's the case, then we need to move on to step number two of really focusing on taking action to find freedom from that fear because the enemy currently has a foothold there. And as long as you're listening to that fear, as long as you're living in that fear, you are going to miss out on what God can do because there's not even an open path. You're not even giving him space to do the miraculous. And I get that because I've lived there. Like I felt like I was a hostage to that fear of death for basically since I had Highlands. But I'm telling you right now, I've come to this place of like, should I die? (laughs) I have peace. Like God has truly freed me from that. I don't control my life. I don't control when it starts or when it ends. I don't control what my story holds, but I can make wise, intentional, discerning decisions, which Josh and I have done. We truly feel like that's for us for home birth. And as a result, what comes after that? I can have peace and freedom and a satisfying life because I have changed and fought the front lines of the thoughts. So let's talk about step number two of having to find freedom from your fear. Number one, choosing to come to God over the emotions tied to your past history. So we see this in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. God says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, you will find rest for your soul. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. So step one is coming to God for it and with it. Like Josh and I kept coming in conversation to one another and in prayer. And I did this with my friends. I would share with them like, I don't know what this fear is coming from, but I engaged on a spiritual level of coming before the throne of God and asking him to show me from the emo- like the ties to the past, how I could live or where the emotion was coming from, how I could live in freedom from that emotion. So that is step number one. We have to be willing to come to him. And I know that when I'm in that place of fear or when I'm in that place of discouragement or despair, like the last thing at times when we were trying to conceive that I wanted to do was to go to God. I felt like that was the last thing. I'm like, I'm tired of going to, I've been going to you. Like that frustration of just like, 
okay, this is like a broken record. I've been coming to you over and over again. And I feel like all I'm doing is like banging my head against the wall because we're not getting to the resolution. I am not getting to the end result. So if that's you, I get that. But it doesn't change that scripture literally tells us the first step is to come to him. We are laborious. We are heavy laden. We are just needing rest. We need to come to him when we don't feel like it, when we want to scroll, when we want to watch Netflix, when we want to go out with the girls, when we want to pretend that it's not bothering us, we need to come to him. Step number one. Step number two is meditating on scripture. Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So Romans 12, 2 is telling us that we need to meditate on his word. We need to renew our minds in this moment. And if we go back and we look at what that fear is, that makes sense because fear starts in the root of our thoughts. Going back to that verse in Psalm, like this is all tying together. It goes back to our thoughts. It goes back to what we're thinking. And I know that this is like such a broken record statement, but everything starts with what thoughts we allow to dwell in our hearts and our minds. So if we're constantly fixating on what the past has held for us, we are no longer coming to God and exchanging our heavy yoke for his. We are no longer finding rest for our soul. We are no longer being renewed by our mind. And we need to come to him and we need to be intentional about not conforming to what this world does. This world will tell you to just basically medicate through binging, through TV, through food, through alternative, whatever. And honestly, it doesn't matter. It'll give you an idol to pick that's going to help you try to avoid your problems or delete your problems or just put them on pause. But God doesn't want that for us. He wants our spirits healthy. He wants us living in faith. He doesn't want us to live one day in fear because it's not what he created us for. That's not why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to come on this earth. And that is step number, the final step. So like the final step number three is to live in our new identity. At the end of the day, we were called according to his good purpose to have a new life in him that would give us freedom, would give us peace. We, we literally no longer are a slave to these emotions or these thoughts that the enemy is trying to control us with. So if we go into our new identity, what this means is our Christian selfhood is not defined in terms of who we are in and of ourselves. It's actually defined in terms of what God has done to us and the relationship he creates with us and the destiny that he has appointed for us. God made us who we are so that we could know who he is. Our identity is for the sake of making him known in his identity. So belonging to Jesus, Christ is our life, not only the guarantor of it in heaven, but it's the down payment of the spirit now as he lives in us, which means his joy becomes our joy. His love is our love. His peace is our peace. His strength is our strength. That's the definition of having a new identity in Christ. So when we sit there and we're just like, I can't do this. It's like, well, you're trying too hard in your own spirit, in your own might, in your own control. For me choosing the hospital, it's like, I'm trying too hard to control the output of the situation when that's not what God is asking me for 
he's not telling me that's how you create change in your life. He's telling me, you got to come to me. You got to let me change you. You got to let me do the work. Let me live through you, living your life in renewing your mind so that I can bring my peace upon you, that I can give you the strength that you need. So I can eliminate that fear that you feel and you can just go straight into this experience in this future with faith, knowing that I am here and present and providing for you. And this is what I love, you know, in Philippians 3, 13 through 21, it says, brothers and sisters, I did not consider myself yet to have taken a hold of one thing I do forgetting what is behind, straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize of which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Wow. Forgetting what is behind, straining toward what is ahead. Are you doing that with your trying to conceive journey right now? Or are you like me with the fear of birth and you're like, maybe I'll just opt for this option because it feels safer, but you're not actually doing the heart transformation work that God is calling you deeper into through his spirit because he has given you a new identity. He wants you to live in that new identity no matter what. And he knew you would go through this. He knew you would go through the the pain and the agony of your trying to conceive journey. And he wants to still give you his peace and still give you his freedom and still give you faith that he's not done yet. But your fear is holding you captive. Your fear from the past, the trauma, the hurt, the experience and all that that is shaping you right now in your thought life because of what you've gone through is holding you hostage until you deal with this straight on. And it doesn't matter what treatment you pursue. It doesn't matter what doctor you listen to or what provider or what podcast or what thing you try until you just get down deep to the nitty gritty with the Lord and you say, God, I'm not living in my new identity. I want to change that. I want to forget what has happened, what has been behind me in my trying to conceive journey. And I want to strain toward what you have for me ahead. I want to live in the truth and the power of this new identity that your peace can be my peace, that your faith can be my faith. I need freedom from this fear, God. So I come to you and I'm going to meditate on your word. And that is what God calls us to do when we are facing that fear head on. So if you are a sister out there who's listening to this and you're just like, just drowning in the pain of fear of like what could be if you did open your heart to try again. I want to challenge you to recognize and identify and put words to this fear. Keep having conversations. Keep trying to identify where your fear is coming from so that you can find freedom to it and then come before the Lord with it like I did and saying, God, this is what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of dying. I'm afraid of leaving my baby girls without a mom. I'm afraid of leaving my husband without a wife. And maybe for you, it's, I'm afraid of miscarrying again. I'm afraid of what's going to happen to me if I try this one more time and it fails one more time. And then I want you to ask him to free you from that fear. Open up your palms and say, Lord, I release this fear. I'm a new creation. According to your word, 
I am a new creation. My citizenship is in heaven. I eagerly await my Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him brings everything under his control will transform my body. So be like his glorious body. Lord, you, this is who you are. And I want you to pray that over yourself and preach the truth. Meditate on God's word, the reality of your new identity, that in Christ you are a new creation. No longer I who lives, but Christ who lives through me, Galatians 2.20. And sit in that and ask the Lord to change your heart. I'm praying for you today, sister. Thank you for listening and thank you for choosing to engage with this fear. May God do a powerful work in our hearts. I am so glad that you chose to meet me at the well today. If this episode inspired you, changed you, or blessed you in some way, I would love for you to do one of two things. First, head to Apple Podcasts at that link below and leave a review. And second, screenshot this episode and share it in your stories, tagging me at Sewn With Strength, or text it on over to a friend that this episode might bless. These are the number one ways to thank me. I am truly so grateful to be building out this community and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode. Until then, go get a workout done for me and I will see you right back here at the Waiting Well Podcast.